What's up, everybody? We got a great show for you today. We went through every page of Kanye's contracts and we broke that shit down for you so you don't have to go through it. Talk about Trump doing a controversial curriculum against another controversial curriculum. It's a lot of controversy depending on what the hell's going on in your mind. Speaking of mind, we also learn how to dissociate from our body willingly only on Rick and Vaughn episode 196. Yes, enjoy in your ears. And also, in-depth iOS 14 review. Really? It's good. Right off the top. It's too in-depth. Enjoy. Enjoy it. you to future for being in the live live studio and bringing us in with that acoustic rendition of whatever that song was march madness oh yeah march madness a future classic it really is which, which is kind of a uh what's the word when two words kind of jumbo shrimp two words kind of yeah that i forget once you start remembering things something weird happens in your brain actually Tell me a jumbo fry beef shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> you think you see, you see future can't have classics, man? I, I didn't say that. I said, but it's, it's an oxymoron. Because, yeah, an oxymoron because future usually denotes the future and classic usually denotes the past. Ah, ah it's yeah. a word game. A poon. Yeah. Yes. A pun. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Future I, I would, if I was future, dude, I would make an album called Future Classics. Future Classics? Yeah. You know, not a lot of artists make um, compilation albums anymore of their best work. I was reading some stuff about Kanye that was related to that, but didn't really dive in. I feel like the last person to do that that was like huge was like maybe Mariah Carey. Mm. She's got like that an essential. Greatest 90s hits. to 2000s. Oof, the weekend greatest hits. Damn. Um, that would be fire. Might be an old thing. 
I don't know. Maybe they were actually talk, this guy was talking about this book I was reading. He said, speak, he said, like, it kind of died with, like, the internet. Yeah. But, like, even before, like. Because you can access all those greatest hits. That's true. Speaking of that, uh, for the first time since 1980-something, vinyls You're are pregnant. selling CDs. Vinyls out so, selling CDs. Yeah. So. Wowski. Yeah. There's probably more people that do on uh, something that can play a vinyl record versus a, a CD player. I don't even think they put those in cars anymore. No more CDs? CDs are pretty inconvenient. It's like they're big, but they're small. Mm-hmm. A vinyl, it's like it's big, but like it has to be big. A CD is like, if I'm going to carry this, I might as well just have a fucking phone or an yeah. iPod or something. You know, I like I like the devices that have I have two devices that can do tape, radio, got some Bluetooth, got some records. We got fucking tape, radio, internet, camera, compass, flashlight, entertainment, like all that. Right oh, in the phone. In the phone, we got some uh, great I'm, I'm talking like you a, today, ladies and gentlemen. An audio. Oh, There's no. some other Apple stuff. There's what's up with iOS 14, dude. Oh, we have, we're going to have an in-depth review of iOS 14. Go in, it's, dog. All right, Go let's in, just hop dude. into it. Dude, let right, me get guys. some sirens ready, dude. Full disclosure, I am testing iOS 14 on an iPhone 7. It is a very old phone. I think this is the last phone that iOS 14 supports. So I am getting the worst experience out of all the devices on iOS 14. Wow. And this is my experience. All right, so we're going to start off with the biggest change, the biggest the biggest aesthetic to iOS 14. This is the biggest change since iOS 7. To the home screen, you can now put widgets straight out of um, Android's playbook. It looks beautiful. Um, All right, moving on. Uh, (laughs) They also took this thing from how to make a phone by Android called the app library, where all your shit is just over there automatically, conveniently, um, already organized right and you can swipe down and now you get this list view and that's all your apps and also another cool feature is when you go into fucking whatever they want to call this mode when you mode, I guess long tap an app. an app yeah you can long tap an app to make it wiggle and mm-hmm. you can delete pages so i just deleted all these pages all this bullshit i don't want pages want of apps funny... yeah so it's like pages it's hidden but they're all like, in the app library automatically. Before you had the the squares that were pages, but now there's pages that are pages. Yes. So ah. you just get rid of all that bullshit because they know you only you have a hundred apps on your phone, you're only using three. You're only using four. So we'll just hide all those and organize them for you. Ah. And then boom. Moving on. Uh what else is cool? Uh I haven't really dug into iMessage that much, but iMessage took a thing from twitter or now in a group message you can at reply someone specific in that message and only they will get the notification and you can like reply in like a thread so it's kind of like email kind of like twitter kind of like slack it's fucking sick wow um other than that what else is going on spatial audio on the if you were thinking talking about audio in space dude 
bro if you okay if you are at home and you're like should i get some airpods 100 mm-hmm. percent, spend the extra hundred dollars and get the airpods pro before today i would have said nah just get the regular airpods but what happened man what changed your mind okay so they fucking added this feature called spatial audio where basically it recreates surround sound in your ears okay so it's like you're watching tv right yeah and you turn your head but the voices are still coming from in front of you Mm. but it's in your ears Mm. and like the anchor point is your fucking device if you move that around it like moves with your head and there's two accelerometers one here one in your device and they're constantly like comparing angles to each other and it's so seamless at first you think are my airpods even working am i actually just hearing my phone yeah but then you take off your shit and it pauses and you're like whoa Mm. and it's fucking crazy most content already supports this anything with dolby 5.1 audio so that's most stuff on netflix almost everything on apple tv a bunch of shit on hbo max uh pornhub for sure Mm. actually maybe so if there's like a you're getting fucking gawked to the left. You hear some some sloshes on your left side. A lot of content. All content that was probably mixed in a professional studio will support this. Interesting. Yeah. It's fucking... My YouTube videos probably aren't mixed in a studio, so they won't support it. But it's literally ridiculous. You got to hear it to believe it. I've never... I haven't been impressed with something Apple's made in a while. Music streaming? Or no? Music streaming is still the same. Hmm. I don't kind of like cool like, they have that like TV has like different direction of audio coming in for stuff. Usually mu- I mean, music point. has panning, but I mean, I don't but know like, if with surround still, sound, well, you have it with like TV usually. I don't know if like you can play Apple music on your Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like you get listen to your earphones and it's still the same effect, but it's mostly supposed to be for like if you're on a plane and you're watching a movie, you know. Mm. Um, so and like music, if you're not watching something, there's really no point to like the uh, surround sound effect because it's already everywhere. But uh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't. I thought I thought we were at peak science, but I guess I guess I was wrong. Wow, coming here yes. first on R and B. Nowhere else do you get this information. That's true. Let me see. Unless what you've other... looked somewhere else before. This is huge. Um, Siri no longer fucks the shit out of your screen. It's a very small thing there. So you can still see your content. Um, That's huge on iPad because it used to take up the whole screen when you uh, called Siri. Also, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, When you get a call, it's just a little notification at the top, just like Android. Doesn't fuck up your shit. Uh Um, uh, FaceTimes now support picture in picture, so you can do other stuff on your phone. Porn. And still be on a FaceTime. Um, I think with YouTube too, I'm not sure. Now when you use your camera, uh, a little green dot comes up and tells you your camera's on. And mm. if it's your microphone, I believe the the thing is orange. Mm. And they went crazy with privacy here. All the apps have to go through like hoops just to like ask you if they can use shit. Like apps literally need to like ask you twice if they can like access stuff on your Wi-Fi. So, Apple really making a big a big leap of privacy on this one. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so everybody grab iOS 14 now because if you don't, uh, what the fuck are you doing with your life? 
pretty stable so far. I noticed a couple bugs with my AirPods. Sometimes they just don't work. But I am on the iPhone 7, so maybe you will have better luck with that if you have AirPods. Wow. I'm sure they'll fix that in a couple of days. Wow. So that's my full in-depth review of iOS 14. Grab it. Um, iPad OS 14 is literally the same. The only thing that's different is you can fucking scribble with your Apple Pencil when it turns to text, which isn't that I love great. scribbling, dude. One of my all-time and, favorite hobbies. And we'll have a full in-depth review of Mac OS 11 Big Sur coming soon. Big right. Sur. Big Sur, There's, yes. there's some, some fucking surf over there, I think. I don't even know. Is that Spain? Or like Chile or something? going on dude how you doing i know we jumped straight up into that fucking ios review but i yeah i heard bart dude don't worry i'm hard (laughs) bart are you over there i don't know hang on with me right now bart man are you in arizona or you just have bart i'm in arizona had a couple days off bart dude flights are cheaper than an uber right now cheaper than an uber i'm trying to uber to arizona dude they're not okay. They're not cheaper, but an Uber to the airport from my house is forty dollars, and a round trip from L.A. Phoenix is ninety dollars. So yeah. you divide that by so it's like what forty five bucks a flight. That fucking proper to LAX ain't no fucking joke, dude. Yeah. Get some. So I, I get in took it. My fucking coworker was also flying this morning, and his brother was driving him, and I overheard a conversation with him on the phone. And I said, "Bro." Let me drive with you. I'll, I'll come to your house. <laughs> and he lived two miles away. So, whoa, there's jog over there. It was great. What's going on in Ricker World? Oh, uh, dude, just fucking the best things ever: potting, music, money, social media. That's what's up, dude. Breathing, eating, drinking, water. Usually, I'm super Maybe dehydrated. Some, that's for some sure. Tea in there. Yeah, it's a little That's hot. Sure. A hot where I am terrestrially. But you know, just fucking either live or die. That's the only options. You can, hey guys, I mean, this is, there's different varies of levels. Uh, if you're thinking about flying right now, out there, I'm tangent. thinking of now's, getting some wings, dude. Now's a great time to fly. Human bioskeleton. All the airlines have free cancellations and free, you can change your flight for free. Because they're all like desperate for people to fly. Yeah, I think there was some, I think it was airlines that were trying to buy for some a little money jack off for themselves. Yeah, they're I think f- it was airlines. They're getting, they're getting fucked right now, but not as bad as cruises. Ah, the, the big cruise industry. Dude, That's Carnival's where selling its All my boat. money is at. Selling its boat? Really? Yeah, yeah, they have, a, they're, they're, so they're losing, uh, was it eight billion a month? Because they got no boats. Because they have empty boats and no one's taking cruises. Mm. Yeah, and it costs money to keep the boats. So they're like, I think they said one boat is like a billion dollars, or not not a billion, Jesus. but like one hundred and fifty million or some shit. So they're selling it. Yeah, it's got Wi-Fi. Probably has the fastest Wi-Fi. There's a a future line that is along the lines of like. Uh, three thirty thirty thousand feet in the in the in the air, and my Wi-Fi lit. Dude, I love that line so much. I don't know why. It's, it's very novel. 
you got good Wi-Fi and you're in the sky, dude. That, that means some some wealth or some good some good happenings in the money department. That's not rich. That's wealthy. <laughs> when, Wi-Fi. When you, you got Wi-Fi. It's just it's just one of those classic lines, dude. Little little Dirk can't get Wi-Fi in the sky, but Future <laughs> can get Wi-Fi in the sky. A, li- a little Dirk Vendetta, dude. You're trying to take Dirk down, bro. I just think he ruined a great Drake song. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever heard Dirk, but you know, I'll take your I'll take either. your word for it. <laughs> I haven't heard his his music, but I've heard Drake's music, and it was ruined by Little Dirk. Mm. Those yeah. Drake albums, platinum, gold. Want to get into some links, man? You got any links you want? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about what's going on with Kanye a little bit. Kanye, thanks to everybody listening, by the way, watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Uh, what's going on with Kanye, man? He's going going hard on these contracts. Yeah, this is from our friends over at Complex. Because they did the hard work for us. This is called What We Learned, reading over 100 pages of Kanye West record contracts. Do you so think they had a, an in-house lawyer from Complex? you think they went went out and bought a lawyer and was like, hey, man, can we get you for this feature? What do you think they did? No, it's just Jerry from accounting. Uh, not full Lost lawyer, it. but someone who works with fucking legal? They probably just read every other paragraph. <laughs> read the okay, first. so... Okay, so on Wednesday, Kanye West Twitter account briefly turned into a law clinic. The volatile megastar capped off a series of tweets about the state of the music business and the importance of artist ownership by tweeting out 114 pages of his record contracts in the melange, never heard that word, was ever, melange, was everything from a 2005 renegotiation with Rockefeller to details of the Watch the Throne and Cool Summer to the structure of good music. We read through everything so you don't have to. This would be this is a great YouTube video opportunity for anyone out there that's a lawyer who could summarize this in like a 15 minute YouTube video. But yeah. you got to do it in like the next day. Um, there was a, a dude and actually a, a, an Arizona lawyer that kind of did a brief little Twitter highlight text about it. Kind of interesting. Showed you exactly where he signed his masters off to somewhere else. life away. All right. Oh, so Complex life. says Kanye goes over budget a lot. Kanye's been spending more money than the record label allows since the very beginning of his career when he famously took 35000 of his own money to make a video for Through the Wire. The trend continued through the, do- though the dollar amounts got bigger. A March 2013 memo makes it clear Yeezus went a little more than $1.5 million over budget. And a letter from the year before says that the cool summer movie, the one that took seven screens to view, <laughs> also cost $1.5 million, more than was initially planned. The cool summer album also over 1.3 million. Paris is expensive. When making Yeezus, Kanye decamped to Paris for months in 2013. Before January 1st and March 10th that year, the label spent 493000 on recording costs. That works out to about 7100 a day. My question is, how much money did they make from the album, though? Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing says Kanye made a lot of money. Uh, would surely argue can never replace ownership and with rare exceptions payment from a record label is kind of a loan yet you must make the label money back before they can even start paying you again but with all that Kanye made a lot of money over the years for example Kanye got a 12 million dollar pool of money to make Yeezus two-thirds of that eight million was in advance for him to keep the rest was for recording costs sample clearance and other costs 
involved in making the album. Right. That was a jump from late registration where he received a 2.3 million advance with an additional 1.2 million on a recording budget. With Watch the Throne, Kanye got a $1 million advance. There's no record of how much Ho received and a $1.5 oh. million dollar budget. Interesting. In the record budgets, there was always a clause where Kanye could keep whatever money was left at the end of the process. But as we've seen, it seems unlikely that ever happened. Surprisingly, Kanye's May 2012 deal for his sixth and seventh albums said that the record, which would become the life of Pablo, would give him a $3 million advance and a $3 million budget, significantly less than Jesus. However, it's unclear if those terms remained or were later renegotiated. In the same month, Kanye made a deal with Island Def Jam for good music that got him an additional $3 million free and clear, as well as significant budget for the label. There was also six-figure sales bonuses, including 500 grand if late registration with triple platinum with 11 months of his release, which it did, and 750 grand if he delivered that album to the label on time. Um, then it says, uh, we should probably go into this after the first trimester. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll be right back with Kanye's record contracts. What's up, everybody? We're diving into Kanye shit. Um, his we read it ourselves. We, yeah, we, we. No one else. We, we, no one else read it. It was us. We went to law school. So Khan we're Academy. break this down for you. Khan Academy. I remember that shit. Um, yeah. All right. So the oh, next the next part of this complex thing is, says there are a lot of Yeezus tapes, maybe, <laughs> buried in a fairly long and boring outline of a so-called P&D, production and distribution deal. There's an interesting tease. In addition to a new album, after the release of Yeezus, Kanye is given the option to release an album of previously recorded unreleased songs, which the contract tentatively titles The Lost Yeezus Tapes. Obviously, this never happened, and Ye went straight on through to T-Lop, but the mere mention of lost music from Yeezus sessions has given hope to Kanye obsessives everywhere that such recordings actually exist and may see the light of day in the future. Oh, Recording please, God, stage. Jesus. That's me. Yeah. Hoping. I, I can't wait. Uh, there are a few strange clauses buried in 114 pages. There's one that says Kanye, if Kanye violates applicable legal standards uh, in promoting his record, if he engages in payola, anyone know what that means? When you Jamie? pay radio for, uh, for, for playing. Oh, really? Basically okay. Money for, I don't know, streams or, or uh, buys. Isn't that what record labels do? Kind of, which is... Don't they pay for for radio play? Yeah. Well, it's it's supposed to not be that way, but it's kind of been shown that that is a thing, but I do think that is looked down upon. Huh. Yeah. The label has the right to terminate his contract. There's another in his 2005 late registration era late deal saying that Ye has to do a reasonable number of online chats on his website. This sounds like slavery. Kanye can possibly own some of his masters. Eventually, the need for ownership of his master recordings, read more about that here, is Kanye driving force on his quest. His early deal makes clear that his masters shall be entirely Rockefeller's property throughout the world and in perpetuity. But by 2012, things have started to look up a little, sort of. He has the option to own the masters for six and seven albums, but not until 20 years after the products were released and provided that he gives them all the albums he's under contract for. Wow. 
at that, that point, he can get thing. it back for free. If he's recouped, made back for the label for money they spent in creating and marketing it. Or you can buy it back for the amount of unrecouped money that still exists. So come 2036 or so, be on the lookout for a special edition of the Life of Pablo. Wow, the Kanye. Perpetuity thing was the, uh, the thing that was highlighted in that Arizona lawyer's tweet. I'm looking at these dates and I'm not seeing anything later than 2012, 2013, which is about when streaming was taking off and DistroKid was becoming a thing. So imagine signing a record deal back then and then all these people are making hits without record labels. And you're just Apparently, like, fuck. The earliest contract that he tweeted was uh, an old LLC called Rock the World and Rockefeller from August 2002 for Kanye's services as an artist. 2002 contracts from Kanye. Nobody foresaw what was coming. Before this college dropout, Rockefeller exercised his options for a second album, and they still had five options remaining. Kanye West agreed to lock himself to RAF. Don't know what RAF means. Maybe I have a, a prediction. A label? What's your prediction? Songs very soon popular songs are only going to be like a minute long because that's the length of a TikTok video. Mm. So if you can fit a full song in there and make like a music video for TikTok, like, and then maybe you can like release an album instead of fucking 12 songs that you do like 24 one minute songs, perhaps yeah. maybe a bunch of short TikTok videos or Instagram videos. But you do it really lot cinematically. Of, a lot of albums are one to two minutes. Someone really needs to like reinvent the like structure of a song though, because you can't really get a lot of shit in a minute. Like it has to be catchy all the way through. It's it's been changed with like streaming. Like Yeah. Recently the baby said uh it's kinda that which I think is probably influenced by streaming, but like he started rapping right away off the like top of the song because you lose people's interest um with like you get counted for a stream if it's after like <clears throat> 30 or something seconds on on spotify at least so a lot of people are kind of putting hooks in towards the beginning <clears throat> long intros kind of became less of a thing no one wants to listen to a even like a four bar intro eight bar intro anymore no one wants to hear that harmonizing. Get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> get no, get no. to the TikTok content. Long Mariah Carey piano rolls and vocalizing I, towards the beginning. Yeah, get to the fucking, to the C chords. No stories in the beginning about how you were beat by your dad. Nah, fuck that shit. Fuck the smoking into the microphone. We've got time for that. <laughs> You can dub that in later, but we got it off the top. There's, there's no... Uh, fucking Lil Wayne used to fucking smoke for a yeah. full minute and then start going in. No Wiz Khalifa lighter flicks. That was great. Damn. Old Wiz Khalifa no. was, was quite the nostalgic high school. Who fucking does lines on their music? I know someone does. Lines? <laughs> someone does someone's like... Oh, do you, you got some Freddie Gibbs. You got some Freddie Gibbs cocaine shit in there for sure. Freddie Gibbs. And then you hear Rabbit in the background playing with his toys. <laughs> it's like, shut the hell up, I'm recording. Uh, I love, I've, I've, again, talking about Freddie Gibbs' Instagram, but 
when he he's he's in the kid with his his little son and there's just fucking rap music blaring and then the, the older daughter comes in and it's goddamn watching tv on the back of the seats man i find that humorous hey, rabbit's gonna be a cold motherfucker <laughs> when he's like 15 16 how's freddy gives he has to be like 40 something so he's gonna be like 60 he's gonna be real old school right and his son's just gonna be like really hip and cool and they're they're just gonna like fuck girls together freddy gives is 38 pretty old really yeah he looks older hey man he's younger than james franco james franco is what <laughs> 42 i mean he looks like three four 30. years off isn't something to really snort your line i thought freddy gives was pushing like 48 you thought he was Snoop close to though. 50 dude i thought he was like snoop's age dude oh snoop 50 something you know he's like 48 <laughs> Snoop looks yeah. old, way older than he is. Lil Wayne looks like he's like 65. Snoop's got fucking sunken eyes, though. <coughs> Snoop has like fucking... Snoop's seen it all. <laughs> Snoop does just have, have very uh, skin-like features. By that, I mean kind of like skinny boy shit. I love it when people say the line, I don't need to see shit. I already seen it all. Seen everything, Snoop Dogg? Lubbock, Texas, dude. You got any other links you want? You got some uh, uh, some Israel stuff. There is some interesting that I don't have a super cool link for, but uh, there is some freedom of speech in terms of the social media realm that uh-huh. is wanting to be built about by by uh, Congress or something. I say I don't have a really cool link because I kind of just have a, a very one-sided link about it, but uh has to do with something called Section 230. I'm going to do a quick little goog about it um, that I think gives people... On Wikipedia, it says Section 230 is a piece of internet legislation in the United States passing a law as part of the Communications Decency Act 1996, formally codified as Section 230, generally provides immunity for website publishers from third-party content. It, from what I know, oh my God, it's Bart, uh, gives safety to the platforms that are hosting social media to not get sued. So if you got shit... That's good that are are popping off and you got another party that wants to sue someone that said something you could not sue twitter or something for the i thought that was already the case that is the case apparently i think this is trying to be taken down or something uh fuck that twitter would be fucked facebook would be fucked I'm trying every, to see what social media is going down with it, though. But I think... Okay, let me just read this. Oracle pushed Section 230 reform to spite Amazon and Google. Uh, Oracle, this is about Oracle not liking it because they don't need it. 
wired section 230 probably just a, for a competition and and stuff oh they do on tiktok kind of now but other than that they have no social network they make software for the military I don't know yeah, why they, would give a fuck. They, they said they wanted to reform it, so kind of not care about it. Um, Fucking Larry Ellison. What is underappreciated is that it has also provided special protection for actively bad moderation and the unsavory business practices that make big tech platforms most of their money. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but there's some legislation going on with section 230 in the internet realm i think it might have to do with trump and his shit with uh social media um but none of these articles are getting me to the meat and potatoes it's just a bunch of people articling like they do damn and other Trump news. What you got? Trump bro- Trump brokered a peace deal in the Middle East, which is supposedly pretty crazy. Bahrain. Considering the past four presidents have not been able to do that. One, yeah. two, three, four. Yeah. Um, Israel. Let me find a good link. United Emirates and Bahrain sign accords that are um, so those two countries would recognize Israel. Israel and two Arab nations signed agreements at the White House on Tuesday to normalize their relations, a step towards a realignment of the Middle East, but one that failed to address the future of the Palestinians. President Trump presided over a South Lawn ceremony where Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel and the foreign ministers of Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates signed a general declaration of principles. The White House has named the Abraham Accords, which is probably a nice little religion shout-out, after the biblical father of the monotheistic religions as well as individual agreements between Israel and the two Arab states. Kind of a weird uh, religion government thing. Uh, Mr. Trump pronounced it as... A historic that's all, moment that's, that's what it runs on. after decades of division and conflict we mark the dawn of a new middle east mr trump said the text of the agreement detail how three countries will open embassies and establish other new diplomatic and economic ties including tourism technology and energy israel and the emirates are beginning commercial air travel between their countries for the first time and bahrain has opened its airspace for those flights they make scant reference to the fate of the Palestinians, but include a call for a just, comprehensive, and enduring resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The Accords are the first such agreements between Israel and Arab states since 1994, when the Jewish state established diplomatic relations with relations with Jordan. Jordan is a state, or country rather, but you know, state. They are also another step toward the formation of a de facto alliance between Israel and the Gulf's Sunni Arab monarchies against their common common enemy Shiite Iran. Shiite. Pressuring Iran has been a central goal of Mr. Trump's foreign policy, and Trump officials have worked to build a common regional front against Tehran, in which Saudi Arabia has played a major role. Speaking from the porch above the South Portico, just below the Truman Balcony. Nice little, little picture in your mind. 
Mr. Trump said the accords were just the beginning. Today's signing sets, a hist sets history on a new course, and there will be other countries very, very soon that make similar agreements ending Israel's isolation in the region, says Presidento Trumpito. Um, suggested that Saudi Arabia could be a, a similar step. That would be um, wild. And what analysts say would be, be a far wild. more dramatic breakthrough. Analysts believe Sudan and Oman are likelier candidates for normalization in the short term. But they say that Bahrain most likely acted only with Riyadh's blessing and that the Saudi royals are weighing their own move. Mr. Netanyahu also suggested that more nations would follow. This day is a pivot of history, he said. It heralds a new dawn of peace. The peace will eventually expand to include other Arab states, and ultimately it can end the Arab-Israeli conflict once and for all, says Netanyahu. The Palestinians expressed their anger over the agreements by launching rockets into Israel from Gaza during the White House ceremony. So, so that's something. <laughs> it's quite the response. <laughs> they, they're really showing a, a hard hand. Uh, the staging of the event seemed, the to, lost. seemed intended to invoke the scene more than 25 years ago in the same location where President Bill Clinton brokered an agreement and iconic handshake between Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin of Israel and the Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat. Mr. Trump declared that there's going to be peace in the Middle East, a phrase that typically suggests a resolution to Israel Israel's conflict with the Palestinians. So... Interesting. 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 You got other I countries. I wonder what will come as this. What will come of this? Saying Israel are boys as Bahrain. Still kind of got conflict in the terrestrial area of Israeli and Palestine. Palestine. Yeah, they're not happy. But I mean, like, if, like, let's say more countries sign on, like, eventually, I feel like. Palestine will be like, yo, we're the only ones like, not in this deal, maybe beneficial to join. Who knows? Or maybe mm. it all falls apart and nothing comes of, comes of it. Because, you know, a lot of countries don't follow treaties anyway. But I wonder what's going to go down with the money of it. Um... This should be something that everyone should know about. But I feel like nobody really knows about it. Huh. I feel like it might be a known thing. Like I haven't seen, I haven't seen. I had to like, I heard it because I fucking, I was listening to, fucking, what was I listening to? Some Wall Street Journal, and they like kind of skimped over it, and I was like, wait, what? And then I googled it. Mm. I was like, oh, well, hot shit. Um, on some conflict of it there's a president of j street a liberal pro-israel advocacy group sharply critical of mr netanyahu says it's not conflict resolution and it's not peace this is a business deal it's very very clear that there are aligned interests between israel and these countries military security diplomatic economic those interests have been there for two decades this formalizes that, but it shouldn't be overplayed as resolving a core conflict for Israel with its neighbors, he added. Israel's decades-old conflict with the Palestinians, he said, remains unaddressed with this agreement. 
On mention in the official proceedings was the gravitational pull of Iran, which played a key role in bringing the parties together, analysts said. Interesting, man. You got world leaders playing fucking chess with economy and alliances. Nice like ass bar. Stretch it out, bro. We got Yeah, we're just playing chess with our lives. Has it been 20-ish? It's been 20-ish. Let's wrap it, it up in the third try. We'll be right back with more. Yes, this show. The 1776, some word with a commission. Uh, Trump launches Patriot Patriotic Education Commission. <clears throat> Calls 1619 Project Ideological Poison. Uh, President Trump on Thursday announced several measures aimed at promoting what he called patriotic education while blasting progressive efforts at re-examining American history through a racial critical lens as toxic propaganda. At the White House Conference on American History, Trump took aim at the 1619 Project, a series of essays in the New York Times re-examining Americans' legacy of slavery, which has become a common foil for right-wing politicians, calling it ideological poison and that will dissolve the civic bonds of America. Trump also called out what he said is left-wing indoctrination in schools and curriculum, which he claimed views every issue through the lens of race in an effort to impose tyranny and a new segregation. Trump instead proposed patriotic education, plotting a grant awarded by the National Endowment for the Humanities to develop, in his words, a pro-American curriculum that celebrates the truth about our nation's great history. Trump also announced that he will sign an executive order establishing a commission to promote patriotic education, which we called the 1776 Commission in contrast with the 1619 Project. Um, Trump executive order was met with fierce backlash from commentators who recognized it as authoritarian. New York Times opinion columnist Farad Manju tweeted, Kim Jong-un wasn't writing him love letters. It was an instructional manual. Ooh, sick tweet. Um... Yeah, what do you think about that? You got some, some, uh, some push towards doing a, a new curriculum. That is I think pro America. Don't call it either. Call it a fucking eighteen sixty five project when the last slaves were actually freed, right? Mm-hmm. And also, but I also want to double down on my previous stance that history should just teach history. Not through any kind of racial lens, but I do think that curriculum would fit better in maybe like a social science class. Of uh, the the racial science thing. Yeah, but like, yeah. don't be like, yo, this is this is history class. To be like, this is like history and how different groups in America interact with each other and how they influence each other and how like they affect each other, right? Social science. Mm-hmm. You know, that just makes more sense to me. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. You think? I think it's to say pro-America curriculum is kind of a weird thing, because that kind of off top says that there's some some uh, bias into it. Well, I think there's always going to be a form of patriotism, you know, and I do think in a world where everyone is like so different. I think it's a good thing if, like, we all share something in common, you know? 
is like being American. I don't think it's healthy for the majority of the country to hate being American. You know, I mean, of course, country's not perfect. Mm. No country is perfect, but should like, that be curriculum? Like, uh, well, it kind of already is. I mean, you fucking you do the Pledge of Allegiance, mm. right? What's the difference? We learn about the history of the flag. We learn about the history of the Pledge of Allegiance. Like that's pro-America. Mm. It's not anti-America. Is that embedded with some bias for? Kids learning about history, perhaps? Well, you want to teach your kids about the history of the country they live in, probably before other countries. So, yeah, there's going to be some bias there in that respect. Uh, uh, American narrative? Yeah, well, the American narrative includes slavery. Teach them about slavery, too. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to what what it exactly is. Teach them about how... And why how <laughs> how Americans overcame slavery, mm-hmm. and take talk about the repercussions of it, and how people are like, like, you know, yeah, that's that's all I'll say. Like, yeah, definitely don't fucking gloss over it because that that happened, and everyone needs to know about it. Mm-hmm. Both seem kind of weird to me. Yeah, like there is a lot of uh, embedded narrative in both things. Definitely. Could be Everybody has whatever they want to push. Pulled truths out of both things. At the end of the day, your kid doesn't give a fuck. They just want to go home and play Fortnite. So they're not going to get really into history until they get to college, maybe. So, like, everybody chill. Eh, you know, there's there's things to be said on either curriculum fronts. Do you think it should be taught in history class, or do you think it should be in a social science class, or something else? The I I do agree that we kind of made a weird distinction that the his history and social science thing I think should be talked about. I don't think is a because it is both embedded in history. You do have a there is social repercussions from history and i think maybe if you want to talk about it you could talk about it in a class that is labeled something not history but either way you're talking about it um and you know history is always going to be written differently by who lives in it um it yes, seem, there is uh, the fake way and the truth, which no one knows the truth most of the time. Yeah, you know, even people fucking living in the times don't necessarily know the truth. Yeah, they all distort it to fit them. Um, there's probably fucking true things in either curriculum, but it it does make it a weird thing where you have two dueling curriculums of of the history of a country and. That seems kind of weird. It seems kind of weird to, uh, I don't know, put a label of something divisive and then have another thing to combat divisiveness. Uh, I I, I don't know the outlines of either curriculum. It'd be interesting to see them. 
what a, a pro-America curriculum looks like. Might I would love to take both classes. Yeah. Then I'd be able to tell you for sure, all right, this is a history class, or this is not a history class. You know, but like, I don't know, I'm not in it. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I still think it's a weird thing, both of them. But like I said, yeah, there's probably school. let the kids be free. Truths in both of them. What if we tried that? What if we were just like, you know, for a year? What if kids just don't go to school? And then like dramatically we fall behind from like twelfth in education to like fifty eighth just because mm. of one year. Um Burgers. I have a link and above it just says burgers. There's chains Bob's giving burgers. out free national cheeseburger day. What's happening with Bob's burgers, dude? I don't know. Applebee's giving out burgers. Friendly's giving out burgers. Steak and Shake, Smash Burger. Are you like burgers? Yeah, it's National Cheeseburger Day. Happy National Cheeseburger Day. I was literally about to go get in and out. It doesn't Uh, sound like they're giving out free burgers. Let me. I would honestly rather pay. I would rather pay for In and Out than go get a free Smash Burger. Honestly. Don't know if I have. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. I've been in and out in six weeks. This is the longest I've gone in my life without eating. Hold on, dude. At participating locations, guests can pair their double smash for $5 with a $3 white claw he sold. Fuck off. Um, in the news that, that I was going to say like throw up. before I went to the dueling ideological curriculums, uh, Barbados, land of all things Rihanna, it plans to remove Queen Elizabeth as head of state. Uh, Bar- Barbados? Barbados. Oh, are they occupied by the British? It used to be a colony, gained its independence in 1966. Barbados has maintained a formal link with the monarchy, as have some other countries that were once part of the United Kingdom's empire. But now Barbados wants to remove Queen Elizabeth as its head of state and become a republic, the Caribbean island nation's government has said, reviving a plan mooted several times in the past. Why the fuck is she the head of state? I bet she's never been to Barbados in her life. I mean, that's what the colony thing is for. Yeah, I was like, still? Like, damn, let's move on. The time has come to fully leave our colonial past behind, said Barbados Governor General Sandra Mason, delivering a speech on behalf of the country's Prime Minister, Mia Motley. Barbadians want a Barbadian head of state. This is the ultimate statement of confidence in who we are, what we're capable of achieving, hence Barbados will take the next logical step toward full sovereignty and bestow the head of state to the queen, 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 re, re, re. Wow. What if they actually made her the head of state? It'd probably be just as influential as making the head of state a Queen Elizabeth. I think it'd be more influential. Because Brianna's awesome. You would have a, a great marketing thing. No one really likes to, to twerk to Queen Elizabeth, but neither of them really have a lot of say in what the country does. Rihanna can literally <laughs> fight. She's the head of state of Barbados. She could sit in, sit in at the UN and make decisions for people. That's not really what or the she, head, head of the UK state does. I don't know what they do. Or she Very could just continue to make money from head. her makeup. Probably, so probably some, should just do that. There was some Fenty stuff, dude. Fenty is killing it right now. Um, How Fenty make a year? Shout out Fenty. How much 
is Fenty. Barbados, apparently a big slave trade thing in the 1600s. They accumulated 570 million in revenue in 2018. The entire operation is worth 17 billion, 15% of which belongs to Rihanna. 15% of 17 billion. What you got? That is a lot of zeros. Zero, 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 no commas. Zero, 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 million, ten, two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Wow. Rihanna is not rich. Rihanna is wealthy. Rihanna is wealthy. There, who said? Who said it? Who said it? Who said it? Who? Chris Rock said, "Rich. The difference between rich and wealthy is rich. You get a lot of checks. Wealthy, you sign the checks for other people." Mm. that's Rihanna that is a boss that is what we call Oprah status she will be a billionaire in the next decade guaranteed I'm surprised she doesn't own more how much does she own of it? 15 not a lot it's not it's basically nothing I'm surprised she doesn't own like 49% like Kylie who does own it? um let's see who owns the 85, if my math is correct? Fenty is owned by... I don't think it is. Central. 75. Fenty is owned by... I'm looking for Wikipedia. Great name, by the way. Super simple. Fenty by Rihanna, not owned by Rihanna. Pretty sure that's her last name, too. Fenty is owned by... And Rihanna's the CEO. There's no way she's making music. Are you kidding me? She's way too busy. But Fenty she owns 15%? Owned by Kindle Holdings, LVMH, and Fenty Corp. Yeah, I mean, 15 is like not a lot of company. That's a lot of fucking money. It's not ownership. Like, it's not ownership, but it's part ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Interesting Rihanna, but she still she still makes decisions. I don't think they're public. So she doesn't have to appease to a bunch of a bunch of shareholders. Probably she probably has a couple of shareholders. Um, this is on uh, LVMH is Louis Vuitton is Christian Dior and yeah, so she's like under a, an umbrella of a bunch of different companies. Mm. It looks like Christian Dior is the top. Mm. Classic. She sold it to the. To the French. You ever had an out of body experience, Bonjan? Yeah, I was on DMT. Did you have out of body experience? Yeah. Scientists have figured out a way to induce an out of body experience with lights and electronic waves in the brain, dude. I don't know how to do it with masturbation in a belt. There was a rhythm that appeared, and it was an oscillation. <laughs> I like that, that silence. A, I didn't. I was. I was. What did you say? Never mind. Uh, in mice and one person, scientists were able to reproduce the altered state, often associated with ketamine, by inducing certain brain cells to fire together in a slow rhythmic fashion. 
There was a rhythm that appeared, and there was an oscillation that appeared only when the patient was disassociating. Disassociation is a brain state in which a person feels separated from their own thoughts, feelings, and body. It is common in people who have... Well, can I point out that NPR doesn't use the Oxford comma? Do you have an Oxford comma stance? Oxford comma... Fuck, I don't give a shit. Is that just using a comma in general? No, when you have a list, uh, you either put a comma after the last thing or you don't. So in this one, thoughts, feelings, and body, there'd be two commas. Thoughts, comma, feelings, comma, and body. Or thoughts, feelings, no comma, and body. So a comma before the and? Uh, I think I, I think, let me, let me type it out. Yeah, yeah, please. What is it? What is it? Thoughts and what? Thoughts, feelings, and body. Thoughts, feelings. It is common. Yes, I, I, I do put a comma. After, before the end? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's common in people who have some mental illnesses, who have experienced a traumatic event. It can also be induced by certain drugs, including ketamine and PCP. The study linking dissociation to brain rhythms represents a big leap forward in understanding how these drugs produce this unique state, says Dr. Ken Salt, an anesthesiologist at Harvard Medical School in Massachusetts General Hospital. Salt is co-author of an article that accompanied the study but was not involved in the research. Uh, it was like pointing a telescope that at a new part of the sky and something really unexpected jumped out at us. So, science, man. You can take the uh, feelings of a, of a human out of the body just by making waves on the brain. What do you think, man? What are we? Interesting question, but you can dissociate from the body on command. It's called masturbation. No, I think you just get some kind of flush. In there. That's pretty cool. Keep yeah. doing more of that. We should fund that. I don't know what application that could be used for. That's practical, <laughs> but that's cool, I guess. There is some depression applications. Um, it like it link it like dis delinks parts of the brain. And so apparently they've seen people who are depressed when uh, you have some some unlink in the brain can heal some some mental anguish that people have with neurons and depression. Damn. Uh, yeah, man, they did that shit and fucking mice. And then they were all just having a party with some scientists and they're like, yo, dude, I got some fucking epileptic dude over here that we got some lights going up. You guys want to do some little some faux ketamine demands and they did and they can just dissociate willingly maybe that only comes out in the science because the fbi already did some like astral projection stuff before maybe what a superpower yeah yeah yeah. or cia rather all right ricker and bond episode 196 Probably the best episode to date, dude. Thanks for listening. Watch on YouTube, Ricker and Bond. Where you're listening now, dude, tell a friend to tell a friend because we fucking go hard all day, every day. And don't forget to leave a rating. Five star. You already said that probably. Um, And also, um, have a great day. Have a great Friday. We'll be back on Monday.
See you. Love you all. Bye.